Welcome everyone to the to the tea in the porch show. Um, this is a, a podcast I'm doing, and I decided to do it live on um, also on YouTube. So if you want to see what it looks like when you're doing a podcast live, uh, you can chime in as well. So oh my nose at you, sorry. The, um, it's kind of interesting because I find that if you, um, if you do something, if you see video versus just listening to, um, something live, you get a whole different, you get a whole different, uh, idea of things. Anyway. Let me start with a couple of things. First of all, this podcast is for the deep seekers, for those who are very serious about seeking, for those who are looking for real deep truth. Um, it's a podcast for those who are are looking at life and they're saying, okay, there's got to be more. I, I have done the spiritual search, I've done the Reiki, I've done the tarot cards, I've done all the New Age stuff that's out there. I've been steeped in my religion. So they've done all these things, but yet they have um, gotten to a point where they feel like I'm still missing something. I still feel like there's more that I need to get. This is for the person who has perhaps... Um, or at their, they're at the place in their life where things are just completely fucked up. They're walled in, meaning like there's nothing left, no place to go. They're sick of their job, sick of their boss. They can't make ends meet. They can't um, get life going. They feel like they're battling life. They feel like they're holding up life all the time. They feel like they're holding up relationships, can't find love. And if they do have a relationship, it's just a chore. They feel like they're they're missing something. They're saying... What the fuck? Life has got to be better than this. Life has got to be more beautiful than this. There's got to be a reason. Um, and even if they go and do things and they go and they find the boyfriend and find the, the vacation and do that, they still come back and go, and here I am again. So this show is for those seekers. So welcome to the podcast. Today is... Um, April 20th, 2018. So, and, um, so the question is, how are you today? How, how are you doing? 
how is how's life how's it going for you what's what's going on how's your week been what's been appearing let's find ways to look at things a little differently um let's do that so now the interesting i'm noticing here is i want to talk a little bit about video and um, what I'm doing is I'm recording with this wonderful device here called a cell phone. Really classy. <laughs> One day I'll get better recording equipment. I remember a time when, when I was younger, I would listen to concerts. And these concerts would be um, like uh, live albums. And you'd get an idea of what it looked like. And then when you actually saw it live, you're like, wow, it doesn't have the spaz and imagination that I thought it did before. Um, it's funny, just by listening to something, you can visualize it entirely differently. But then once you see it, it becomes a little bit different. It doesn't create the imagination that you have when you're just listening to something plainly. I don't know if that makes sense, but it does to me. Um, so, for instance, I remember, you know, I love records and albums. I remember listening to Peter Frampton live and just imagining what that was like and just hearing those songs over and over and imagining, you know, the lights and his hair and the rock and roll and the and uh, the, the audience and what the scene looked like and, and what everything appeared to, to be. And then one day I popped on and I found a video on, on YouTube of that actual concert. And I was disappointed. I'm like, oh, is that all it is? <laughs> it's just him playing. <laughs> but yet at the same time, we can also um, see things in beautiful ways that way. We couldn't see them before. So that's, so that's the interesting thing about doing this podcast with the video and the recording. So you can listen to the podcast and say, well, I wonder what this looks like. Not much. So the point I'm making here on this is the not much is, is life. The not much is what everybody's looking for. So if you come to this podcast saying, what are we going to talk about? What is non-duality? Non-duality is the not much. It's the place that appears when everything else is over. When you give up and you drop and you let go of everything. So let's try it for a moment as you let go. So perhaps you're listening to this or you're watching this and you're thinking lots of thoughts, things you have to hold up, things you have to carry. So let's, um, let's go, let go of some of these things right now. Um, right now in this moment, let go of your, uh, your thoughts of what you have to do today. Let's just say that these thoughts will come to you automatically when you need them. Trust. So you have a little pile of thoughts. So you're like, these are all the things I have to do. Let's let go of that. Let's take that and put it in a little tiny box and just... Place it over here to the right of your brain. Let's let go of the um, story of you, the idea of you 
up on the chalkboard putting things in there. Let's let go of that. Let's let go of the stress of trying to let go of things. Let go of that. Let go of your past. Let go of your future. Let go of um, worries. Let go of pain. Just let go of those things. It's okay. Let them go. Let them go. Now as you let go, just take a breath. What's there? Oh, let's let go one more time. Whatever residual stuff is just hanging out there. Even if you're sitting in pain right now and you have pain in your body, let go of that pain, meaning just allow that pain to be a space, an energy, a space. Feel the space within that space of pain. Where does that pain begin and end? How far out does it go? What does it touch? What does it dance around? Find the space within that pain. So for instance, imagine the pain like a bell. And the bell goes on. And it rings. And there's an echo in that bell. The echo has space within that sound. That's pain. So let go of the pain. So you let go of your name, your forms, uh, thoughts. And as we let go of these things, what's there? So what's actually appearing? So what's appearing is the boring nothing. And this boring nothing is the canvas, which is everything. It's pretty simple. This is what everybody's searching for. This is what we're looking for. We're, look we're looking to find this, this space. And most people run from this space. They don't want any parts of this. They have no idea. They just are not interested in this. The space of nothing is boring. But yet, it's what we become when we let go of everything. If you're to lose your job, lose your family, lose your home, your car dies, you end up sitting by the roadside, and there's a tree there. And the tree speaks to you. What would the tree say? At first, the mind would say the tree is saying nothing. But then over time, you would realize that the tree is speaking a thousand empty words to you. And what seemed like nothing at one point, there's nothing left. Suddenly that nothing becomes alive and everything is there. So this special seeing is what most people are looking for. No one knows how to find it. And no one can figure out how to get to it. And when they do find it, they think it's so boring they don't want to go to it. They're afraid of it, scared to death of it. Yet it offers an amazing grace and peace within your life, a flow. Um, I have a friend who's posting a lot of stuff on um, Facebook, like everybody does. All about the... Uh, Rothschilds and the banks and the Illuminati and all this stuff. And she's focusing on that. If you focus on that and start watching all of that, it, it's enough to drive you nuts. It shows the unfairness of, of the world and how one person can take advantage of another person. Individuals that have that much money can never sit 
in something that a non-dual seeker will find. Individuals that have that much money can never sit and, and read a poem and really enjoy it. And you say, well, that's, that's not true because they don't have to work. I disagree. Somebody who's, who's got that much money, their phone's constantly ringing. The emails are constantly coming in. There's constant worry about how to hold up all that money, how to keep it going. That is what defines them. They are steeped deep into the play, a character up there on the screen. And unable to stop and let go and let go and let go and open up what is. So letting go opens up what is. And if you're wondering, what is he talking about with this what is? The what is is what's here now. That's what the what is. It's what's here now. It's, it's the space of presence which appears as everything. That's what that is. So, um, so this week uh, I did some amazing things. Um, let me reach over. I, I took this book uh, that I have written. It's... It's on the book patch. It's a beautiful book. However, it needs a lot of grammatical fixing. I just wrote it for myself as my own guide to come back to with amazing little things in it. So I took it and I, I redid it and I'm going to put it on Amazon so people can purchase it, hold it, and read it. Um, I then took this book and went to senior homes and said, well, let me start doing some lectures on non-duality and peace and grace and teaching seniors individuals with dementia individuals with um just need assisted living and let me take these to a couple of places and start teaching so i did some lectures on this and i included poetry a guided meditation and um what else did I include? Oh, questions, deep questions and talks to these individuals. And so I wrote down some of the, the events and the topics that took place. So I thought this would be interesting to share. So the first place I went to, um, I did a talk about letting go, kind of like I did with you now. Let's let go, let go of this. That was a guided meditation. We sat on the beach and we let go of things. And as they let go, they started um, asking questions about letting go. And I asked them how, you know, one of the questions I asked them is, how do you let go? And they responded and said that they let go um, by speaking. They speak to their husbands at nighttime before they go to bed. However, their husbands have passed away. And I asked how many of them are, how many of you speak to your husbands before you, pat, before you go to sleep at night? And three of them raised their hands. And there was about nine of them in the room. I found this fascinating. I said, how long do you talk to them? They said, hours. They'll speak to their, their dead husbands. In their room, alone, at night, before they go to bed. And I asked them, 
so then when you do this, what is felt there? And they said, love. I said, okay. I said, is the love just there or is it during the day too? And they said, it's during the day, but it's mainly there. So I then talked to them about letting go and how when you're doing that process of speaking to a dead husband, you're letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go, and you're allowing something like that to really take place. That's pure letting go. That really is. Um, somebody who's trying to hold up something would not be doing that in the middle of the daytime at lunch with their friends speaking to their dead husband. But when they let go, they let go, and then they suddenly the the what is, the canvas, the presence will whisper to itself in the form of a, a dead husband. So this is what was happening with them. They whisper speaking to the breeze, a breeze speaking to the wind. This is what was taking place. So I asked them, I said, can you feel the presence of your spouse in the day when you're grabbing lunch, when you're walking around? And they said they've never tried that. I said, don't try, just open to it and see what's there. I said, now don't walk around talking to them, but just see if you can feel that presence. And then they said, some of them said they would do that. They would be interested in doing that. Then I went on and I started speaking more about how to open up that open home, I called it, the open home. Uh, and that's the title of this book I wrote, The Open Home. What is there? What is here right now appearing as everything? And I mean as everything. The only word I can come up with is an open home. Home, the place everyone is seeking, this open home. So they, um, they understood what I was speaking about. There were about nine other people there, small group. They had questions. One of them said she was trying to get it, knew what it was. And that was, that was good progress too. Um, what I liked about that was to stand in one place and to look at presence and peace and to talk about it like it's something over there is a start. And once you start there, then you can take that and you can dip into that presence and peace like a paintbrush and you can then start painting your world with that color clear. You can start painting you and you, then, then one day you'll suddenly, you, you'll suddenly start going, holy shit, I can't believe it. I'm knocking on the door to peace and I'm already on the inside. And when that moment takes place, oh, it's beautiful. You realize you've been there the whole time. That's just an amazing thing. So some of them were looking for, for that. And I talked to them and said, just keep looking, looking, keep talking. The more we meet and talk about this, presence, grace, peace, the more it'll make sense and it'll start, it'll start changing what you know yourself to be. The mind will start opening up to it more. There's another gentleman who came in and he comes wheeling in a wheelchair, old guy with a fishing hat, 
big tall dude. <laughs> I thought he was an old philosopher. I just it's funny we look at people and you think, yeah, this guy, he's probably got great questions. So you we're reading poems and he he raises his hand, he goes, I got a question. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what? He goes, I'm an engineer and, and uh I uh I, I want to design a bed so that you don't fall out of bed in the middle of the night because I fell out of bed and I hit the floor and I laid there all night till somebody got me. <laughs> he went on for about 10 minutes and then it's, I think he went on for three minutes. That's all I gave him. And I was like, okay, no, we're not going to talk about that. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then about five minutes later, he raised his hand again. I said, yeah, what? He goes, yeah, because uh, 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 I'm falling out of bed. Is anybody else falling out of bed? <laughs> he was so determined to find out why he was falling out of bed. And finally, the uh, I think the little activities assistant had to come over and ask him. Like she said, look, you either have to leave or stop asking that question. And he's like, I'll stop, I'll stop. But he was he had dementia and his mind was just in that repeat mode where he was seeking, seeking, seeking in that way. And that's... That's what it was. I don't know. It was interesting. Another lady was there and she was asking about the soul. I thought this was interesting. She said, I heard the soul leaves the body when you go to sleep at night. And it goes out. And if it doesn't come back, you don't wake up. You die. Um, I don't have an answer for that. Because I'm not sure if that's true or not. I do. I'll just pass. What I sense is that. And let me know if you feel this way too. Presence here. This now. This presence here now. Is endless. Boundless. It's space. How can space separate itself. And leave itself. And then return to itself. You look at the sky. Can a piece of the sky separate itself and then go out into space? The sky is space. Can space leave itself ever and then return to itself? So that's a story from a, a me perspective. The me perspective is a concentration of energy, of feeling like I'm a separate me. This concentration of energy, of, of feeling like you're a separate me, is the cause of every single problem and pain and suffering that takes place in this world. And if you live in that concentrated feeling and belief that there's a separate you, and that you're here, and the world is over there, a single wave, if you feel that that's what you are, then all day long your thought process will support that. It'll support a separate me, and it'll create a world that looks separate. And everything will look separate and feel separate. With a little investigation, you can then discover that it's just this. Just this appearing as everything is all there is. And in that place, now the world changes. It looks different. Things are seen as over there. However, they're felt and the seeing also takes place in here. Meaning that you see everything you see out there 
is your world. So a new age person will say, center yourself. Oh, center yourself. Your center is everything you're seeing. That's the center. You want to know your center? Everything you're seeing, everything you're hearing, that is the center centering itself as everything. One huge center. That's your center. There's no you, there's just center. So, so does the soul leave the body? No, I, I don't believe so. I don't sense that. I don't, I don't see space leaving its, itself to come back. Now, the second group of um, seniors that I spoke to, that was really interesting. Um, that was in a round, a round uh, sitting chairs in a circle type of a thing. It was nice to talk to people like that. The other one, the first one I did, I told them, I said, set it up so that there's tea and there's a table and we can face each other. I wanted more relaxed. I did not want like a lecture. I wanted them to talk and interact, and it worked. It worked really well. Something about tea and a porch does it. it relaxes us, and we speak to what's real. I don't know. So this group was in a circle, and um, lots of men in this one. It was really interesting. One guy was a, he was a retired physicist, so he had some questions. At first, when I got in, he didn't want to stay. He's like, I'm just going to give this five minutes, and I'm going to see where this goes. And then um, after, I think I noticed about a half an hour into it, he was still still hanging in there with all my deep questions. I did That group, I talked about um, thoughts, how thoughts appear. Are we our thoughts? And, and I was hammering to them, you are not your thoughts. And the seniors were, they were getting it. There was a guy who came in late and he was, he rolled in in his wheelchair and he sat next to me and he had, I think he had had a stroke because he could not speak too well. And like when he tried to speak, I'd get like this and it took him forever. But everything I spoke about, he was nodding his head. He's like, yes, yes, yes. I get what you're saying. Um... And what I find is when I speak to a lot of guys who've been through a stroke or have gone through something like that, they get presence. They get this. And I attain it to the brain changes and letting go of the story takes place. It's, it's a letting go. So before you're holding up an image of Mike and where Mike has to be and what Mike has to do, and what what has to be done in order to make Mike better. And now all of a sudden, this just gets crushed. Mike now becomes wheelchair-bound, and you can't speak, lose job, etc., family changes. So all that floats away. The movie drops, and all that's left is the screen. The painting drips off, and all that's left is the canvas. So then, then you can... Then you can... Um, see very clearly so this guy probably spends a lot of time alone and he he's very aware of presence and he's aware that not only is there presence but i'm having a relationship with it 
So he's having a relationship with this, and it's it's beautiful. Um, so he got everything I was talking about. He understood it uh, in his own way. <clears throat> this one guy who was a physicist, he had a question at the very end. I spoke and I spoke about everything. I did. We did some deep poetry by Rumi and Walt Whitman and beautiful poems like that. And at the end, he said to me, well, based upon your theory, he goes, how do you explain uh, that there was nothing and that there was a big bang and that now we have everything? He goes, how do you explain that? And I was, um, I felt a bit honored at the moment. I'm thinking, okay, first he said he was going to leave and now he's got a deep question, which he, I thought he would know the answer to that. And he's, he's asking me to answer that question. The whisper in my head and what I was feeling was I basically wanted to say him no, nothing ever happened in the Big Bang. There was no existence of anything. That it was just a story, a story of anything. The story, and, and that story is the same as the story of your own birth. It never happened. Can space, again, can space separate itself to be more space? No. Can space die to become different space? No. Does the sky ever die? Does, is the sky ever born? So these are stories. The Big Bang is a story. It's a story. There's nothing, and then something, this nothing then concentrates, concentrates, concentrates. It's still nothing when it concentrates, and then it meets, and then it expands out. So in the moment, that very moment where it meets, look at that, it's still nothing. Look at that scientifically. Just go into the subatomic particles and find out that there's completely zero there. 99.9% .9 space. And then it moves and moves and moves and it explodes out. When looked at it that way and when seen that way, it's, it's nothing appearing as nothing. It just moves. And we enjoy the story. We enjoy, we enjoy this. The same, the same as when the ocean forms itself as a wave. Has something separate actually ever happened? Has the wave actually separated itself from the ocean? No. It's still the ocean. And when the wave crashes, it crashes back into itself. It never actually took place. Does the ocean move when this wave comes in? Does the ocean actually move and go over land like miles more? Sometimes it, it does, but it's still moving over. Land is also that same space as ocean. It's just moving into itself in different forms. So this is what's happening. This is the joy of it. If we didn't have that, it would be quite boring. It would just be space, 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 space. So a concentration form and dividing and creating and forming appears. A flat field that never forms flowers is just there, just a flat field. Add the flowers to it to create the beauty and the awe. And this is the amazing part. We go, ah, amazing Look at it appearing as all of this. That's the Big Bang, just a beautiful flower appearing. Yet the flower is still the presence of what is. Get it? Um, so that was a really fun uh, discussion with the seniors. And 
I think I'm going to get more of those gigs to sit and talk about life with the seniors and look at some of the deeper things because they're in a place now to, to do that. Their life has let go, let go, let go. What's left? Something beautiful. Let's find it. It's been sitting here your whole life. You've been chasing it, chasing it, chasing it. Unaware that you're chasing this. And then the very last thing I, I came up with was I, I spoke to a couple of friends this week, and some of the things that came up, one of them was um, one friend asked me about messages and signs. What are, what are the signs that I can follow? How do I know how to pick a message or a sign from an angelic being to, or just signs in general that mean I'm on the right path to make my life easier? Um, and I sat with that for a minute and thought, Ugh. Messages and signs, okay, if everything is presence, then where do we need to look? If everything is the, the shining Buddha, everything is appearing as the shining Buddha, then what more can we do, be or become, or grasp or take or find? to get and become more of who we are. So messages and signs are all about finding, getting to another place. Messages and signs can appear often as, we, we, we think of them as, oh, I want to you know, have a book fall off on my feet in the library, and that's the answer. That can happen, and, and the pain that, that, of that book hitting your damn toe and that pain of that can be a message to stop also and say, well, where's this pain taking us? Pain in general can do that. If you have pain in your life now, turn back around to the place where the pain is coming from. What is, it, what is appearing? Where is that pain appearing upon? You have a pain? What does it sit on? What is it? Is the pain separate from this boundless presence of a you. So pain and anger and things like that and emotions are, are ways of turning that back around into from the painting to the canvas going back into us. Alright, I'm going to do a couple of poems and then wrap it up here. Um, this is a little poetry book I put together called Selling Nails on the Beach. And um, so let's do a real simple poem about control. People love the idea of free will. <laughs> Talks about free will. If I do a video on free will, non-duality free will, God, I get more hits on that. It's kind of fun. So this one's called Control. Uh, bugs fly. The ocean brings tides. Forests change color. Thoughts appear. The eagle soars, the salmon will swim, light reflects off waves, and thoughts take place. Bears hibernate, children fall into sleep, light dissolves and stars appear, and thoughts go where? So control, all these things take place, and at the very end of it is a thought that comes along and says, Oh, I did this, or I created this, or I have to go to this place. You know, a guy takes a... Uh, a baseball and he throws it as fast as he can 
the whole entire action just takes place. His body just moves, the ball comes down, whips it in there, whap, it goes in. The umpire calls strike, and, he, and then all of a sudden a thought appears and says, I did this. Just action. Your best pitcher would be one that doesn't think. You can find your answers that way if you're playing sports. Here's another one about free will. This one's called Nothing to Do. Nothing to Do. Nothing to Do. There's nothing you have to do. God, that's nice, isn't it? The mystery will move you to do it. Just as the robin suddenly builds her nest, just as the beaver suddenly builds his dam, mystery will move you. Thoughts and mind are not. Like the robin, you ride on the back of mystery. Like Buddha, Jesus, and a newborn baby, mystery dissolves you into her soup. So there you go. So mystery takes place. It's mystery moving and moving and moving. All right, folks. I think that's my show for today. I did things I wanted to talk about. I'll do this once a week. I'll be back next week. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Let me end with uh, I'll end with a song. That song I wrote in the very beginning was one of my own songs. It just has a beautiful little tone to it, and it's being played on this old Goya guitar. This is a nylon string guitar. podcast feel free to write into me there's a website um, on the podcast itself I'll put it under the YouTube video I guess take care have a great week see you all later